Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, and welcome to this episode of the Black Tuesday Podcast. As always, so much going on. It is Monday, actually Tuesday when you hear this. We will sit down with one of our favorites. She's the managing editor of Toasted Cheese Magazine Toasted Cheese Magazine, and the executive director of the Fuck Around and Found, Find Out Caucus. Stephanie Lynn, good evening. How are you? Caucusing. How are you? I am doing much of the same. Now, yeah, I'm having a whiskey tonight. Are you? Mm-hmm. Straight? Wait. A little lagavulin with a little bit of rocks. That's kind of strong. That's mm-hmm. that's that's not passive. <laughs> nope. Because it, it reminds me a whole bunch of soda. But because, well, yeah, let's be honest. Like, tequila sunrise is my drink, and people look at me sideways. But <laughs> taking this serious tone, we need to discuss the closing in the Derek Chauvin murder trial. Not the George... Floyd murder trial because George Floyd didn't murder anybody. Derek Chauvin, the Minnesota police officer charged in the blatantly obvious death of George Floyd. The prosecutor, his final words were this. You were told Mr. Floyd died because his heart was too big. After seeing the evidence, you know Mr. Floyd died because Derek Chauvin's heart was too small. What do you think resonates with a jury when they hear something like that? Well, a good rhetorical statement like that is always powerful. I mean, to this day, we remember, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. If you agree with it or not, it doesn't matter. It, you know, that that wording and that delivery and everything, it sticks in your mind. And I do think that the defense kind of stepped in it by opening that door and allowing them to make something so memorable that, you know, that's the last thing they hear before they leave to go and deliberate or have dinner or whatever else it was they did first. Um, it it was powerful. It was simple. It was easy to understand and accurate. Now... When you see and you hear such words, why do I think that the jury is still going to do something stupid? (laughs) Because you have a memory. (laughs) Because you're an American. (laughs) How many times has something similar to this happened and you feel hopeful and then it never turns out the way you expect it? to turn out all they need is one person to be like "Mm, i don't think so or didn't like you know somebody's tie or you know whatever ridiculous reason they decide that watching this man murder george floyd isn't enough to convict him um 
just that one person can hang everything up or um, just turn it the other way. And I don't think any of us have watched this beginning to end or in pieces or just heard today's statements or read them and thought, oh, that's wrapped up. You never know. And you never know, even if they do find him, let's say they find him guilty on the strongest count, you know, what about the sentence that he gets? Or, you know, something else can always go wrong. Um, You know, they might put him in a cushy prison or he might, you know, who knows. But there's always potential for everything to, the bottom to fall out from under it and there isn't any justice for Mr. Floyd or his family. It hurts because we know that the odds aren't in the prosecution's favor because for every Derek Chauvin, there are three people who agree. It's mm-hmm. common. We've seen this a lot, surprisingly, not really surprisingly in Minnesota because the narrative of Midwest nice is a fallacy. It is complete and utter bullshit. And we see people, for lack of a term, take the mask off and we can see them for who they are and who they aren't. I have no faith in this to go the right way because I've seen it before. Like you said, I have a memory. And I know that I also know what the fallout would be and it's not going to be pretty. And the jury needs to be cognizant of the fact that they saw this man take another life on take somebody's life on video. It's you can't fight the, that fact. It's right there. George Floyd offered no resistance. He's laying up on the ground, knee. He's not moving. That man was killed on on video, broad ass daylight. So it's one of those things that hope for the best plan for the worst expect nothing but possible heartbreak when we return we will discuss so much more you are listening to the Black Tuesday podcast on the FPC radio network Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are back with the Black Tuesday podcast on the FPC Radio Network. Terrence Biggs, Stephanie Lenz. Brian Sicknick, the officer involved in the D.C. riot, one of the officers involved, it was found out that he suffered two strokes and died of natural causes at the riot site. Uh When you look at his untimely demise and you look at the fact that you see the back the blue morons who will sit there and back police except when they're attacking them with fire extinguishers and 
various other objects. What do you think the whole punishment, if you had to, if you had to prognosticate what you expect that some of these charges will be, because somebody did uh, plead guilty earlier this week, what do you think the average time serve will be? Um, I would go into years, but I wouldn't go over 10 for the most egregious crimes. Um, one of the two guys who sprayed Officer Sicknick is local to me, like my local news covers State College, Pennsylvania, dead center of Pennsylvania where Penn State University is. That's where this guy's address was. Um, so, like, my local news is just salivating because they never get anything good. Um, I think they might have him and the other guy who's from West Virginia. Um, like, now their lawyers can use this kind of a an out. It can be the tailpipe kind of argument, the nonsense of, oh, we didn't kill him that way. We killed him this way kind of thing. But... Um, I, I don't see anyone putting anybody in jail for any longer than, I, I'd say, max 10 years if they get somebody on something really juicy that they want to make an example out of. But these guys, you know, most of them, you know, max a year, less with good behavior kind of thing. Um, some of them are surprised that they're still in jail. I'm, I'm fine with them sitting in jail. They can sit there all they want. But I mean. this idea that Sicknick happened to have two strokes on the day he was sprayed with bear mace while defending the U.S. Capitol. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with that. Other than, you know, I think it gives them an out not to give him his, um, give his family his benefits. Yep. And that's that would be the most garbage thing ever. That man did die in the line of duty. And mm-hmm. if you were his... And I think that the the writers, they're terrorists, and yeah. honestly, Guantanamo Bay should be a thing, and so mm-hmm. should a car battery attached to their genitals, but that's just me. How do you really feel? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> little I'm, bit. I'm with you. These are, these are, this was a terrorist attack by terrorists. They just happened to be American terrorists, and they used and, kind of a, a different methodology than we're used to thinking of being terrorism, but it's really no different. No, none at all. Now, we got to talk about Polk County. Do we have to? <laughs> Polk County and apparently bags. So, we, oh, Polk County. Now, for those that don't know, Polk County is in Florida. Mm-hmm. And today, during a press conference, the governor, Ron DeSantis, and Sheriff Grady Judd, first of all, Grady Judd is the sheriff of Polk County, Florida. Grady Judd. Mm -hmm. You couldn't be more cousin humping than Grady Judd's name. I mean, for D justice. Exactly. Like, (laughs) Grady Judd's name has two vowels. He probably has three teeth and six chromosomes. Mm. He is. So popular. Yes, he, oh, Grady, um, this is what he said. Don't register and vote, don't register to vote and vote the stupid way you did up north. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at Grady and Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis always looks constipated, like, you know, like <laughs> he needs some magnesium citrate or somebody to undercook him some chicken or something, because it just, <laughs> he looks uncomfortable. And yeah. Sheriff Judd is sitting there, like, talking about the an- the anti-riot bill with Ron DeSantis. Grady Judd is sitting there, and have, have you ever noticed veteran police or sheriffs that have been around, they wear the shirts that they apparently were first issued as officers because they will hold onto their shirts, like, in vogue, like, super tight? <laughs> yeah. Like, his neck, he he's going to have to 
unbutton his fly to scratch his neck. That's how tight his neck is packed into that shirt. Now, yeah, that top button is earning its pay. Oh my god! Like they should build the bridges out of whatever that material that top button is made out of. That top button is repressing things like the thoughts of a Gen X teenager. I mean, it is. <laughs> I was a Gen X preteen when I lived in Polk County, so. So explain your thoughts, because you had a very interesting um, anatomical take on mm-hmm. Polk County, Sheriff Judd, Governor DeSantis, and this whole area. The floor is yours. Yeah. I, I said that Sheriff Grady Judd could eat an entire bag of dicks. A whole bag. A whole bag, turn it inside out. Get the crumbs on your fingers and lick them off. He can go to the whole bag. He, um, just every awful thing you can think of, he has done. He, there, like every bad cop trope you can think of, that's Grady Judd. And if you hear some crazy story out of Florida, like a Florida man, Florida woman story, every time I see a headline like that, I, I literally say, please don't be Polk County. And I click on it. And if it's not Port St. Lucie, it's Polk County. It always is. My sixth grade writing teacher, I went to, to look him up so I could, you know, send him a little note saying, hey, thanks for encouraging me to write. I became a writer. No, he got arrested for getting a blowy in a public parking lot by some, from a sex worker. And it's like, okay, well, I guess that's, you know, typical Polk County. The story I told you one of the first times we talked about the lady driving through the woods and the alligators eating her dog, that's Polk County. And the thing is, it, it's all kind of par for the course there. That's just how it is. That's how it was, you know, in the early 80s. I can only assume from what I read all the time that it's just gotten crazier. And this guy is like the poster child for Polk County. And he's forever threatening people like, you know, don't come through here. And basically it's, you know, the thinly veiled, you know, who stay home kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, that's, that's what it is, and that's what he's telling people, and he doesn't he barely codes it at all and and he's so popular, he's so liked, or at least he's entertaining to people if they don't like him because there is Ron DeSantis at the signing thing for this ridiculous bill, and who's he got standing next to him? Sheriff Grady Judd holding up pictures of tourists. At Disney World, and this is Florida. This is the real Florida. I'm like, you know very well it's not. (laughs) The real Florida. Go out and look in your backyard. That's the real Florida. No Floridian is going to point to a picture of Disney World and go, ah, that's who we are. That's what we're about. No. And this bill, I'm sure that he loves the idea of if there are three people standing together and you don't like the way they look, you can run them over with your car, and that's fine. Again, it's very thinly veiled. You know, don't, you know, certain people can't congregate in the street. Certain people can't have a cookout. Certain people can't, you know, all go vote together. Certain people can't go to church together. Whatever it is he, you know, wants to, to group, that's what he's saying is, oh, you can just mow them down with your car. That's fine. We won't do anything to you. Go ahead. Now, that is some trash. Now, for all of the, you know, Polk County, I will see Polk County, I will raise you Union County. Okay. It pretty much is a home of the Union Correctional Institution. That's the main job in town. If your main job is a prison, mm-hmm. that's an issue. And it's weird. Like, Florida is like its own country. It is really its own place. Like, just its mm-hmm. own, just once you leave South Georgia, Florida is, huh. And Florida, you're still in the United States. To, you used to be able to look at Florida the way the area codes were back when I was little, and it would tell you how Florida was divided up. The 904 was the Panhandle and across the top to Jacksonville. Then there was the kind of the middle and the side was Tampa. That was your 813. And then your 305 was Miami and that area. 
And that's kind of the way it was. There was your South Florida, your Central Florida, your North Florida, which is the Deep South. Um, that's how it got divided up, and that's how you thought of it. And it was three very separate sections. I moved around a lot as a kid, and people would ask, where are you from? And you'd tell them, and if it wasn't some northern state, you were okay. And then the second question they'd ask you is if you were a UF or a Seminoles fan. And I very proudly would say Seminoles, even in the most deep orange and blue heart of central Florida. And, you know, that can get you some sideways looks, too. Now, just college-wise, I always wanted to ask somebody from Florida this. Um, South Florida's in Tampa. Central Florida is in Orlando. Do they Mm -hmm. just count, like, all of Tampa? Like, you know, (laughs) that whole region is now South Florida? Like, Tampa on down? I, I could not figure out why University of South Florida was in Tampa. It never made any sense to me. And I had a lot of friends who went to UCF. Or, you know, they, I was friends um, with them in middle school when I, when I lived there. They ended up going to UCF. And I get that. Central Florida, the center of Florida. Orlando is, you know, kind of the geographic heart. And Polk County has the highest point um, on the peninsula. That's a little interesting fact for you. There's a beautiful uh, nature park there called the Bach Tower Gardens, B-O-K, if anybody wants to look up something normal in Polk County. And Cypress Gardens that used to have water skiing shows was there, too. Now Legoland is there. But, um, yeah, I don't know how Tampa picked up the South Florida moniker. I don't know who they paid, but I guess there's there's nothing else, nowhere else to put a university other than Miami and they're going to suck up all of that. So I guess they said, ah, you're, yeah, you're fine. Go ahead. We'll call it South Florida and Tampa and fool everybody. Now, when we step out, we need to talk about various pillow litigation. <laughs> you are listening to the Black Tuesday podcast on the FPC radio network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. We are back with the Black Tuesday podcast. Terrence Big, Stephanie Lynch. We need to talk about my pillow. <laughs> Not my pillow, but the company my pillow. <laughs> now, okay. The CEO, Mike Lindell, he launched a countersuit, a $1.6 billion from Dominion, because Dominion, they sued him for defamation over his, like, debunked election claims. Mm-hmm. Now, Mike Lindell, for those who don't know, started my pillow. He, you know, had substance abuse problems and stuff like that. And he became an ardent Trump supporter. And he has made it his mission in life, not just to sell shitty pillows, but to, seriously, I would rather sleep on a rock. (laughs) But he's made his mission to prove that Donald Trump was robbed of the 2020 election. So he has decided to release, what a quote, video. He is, he is... So filmmaking what Dinesh D'Souza is to orthodontics. <sighs> so he produces these ham-fisted videos that, you know, apparently they are so far out there, like so far out there, Joe Rogan shakes his head. 
you know where those are? Are they hosted online somewhere? Are they on TV, like an infomercial? Are they part of Newsmax? Or? I think it's part of Newsmax. I caught part of one on YouTube, and it's just... Like, he literally paid people to sit there and run around spouting these facts. Like, you would think that Fox News could farm out some of their editors to help these people craft better uh, crackpot movies. Yeah. Like, the production value is bad. It's like, if you remember the movie Faces of Death when we were kids, it was <laughs> like that, you know, for, for those a little younger than us. There's this season of movies called Faces of Death where they would show alleged death scenes, like actual, real. They were never real. The always con- and stuff. They were always contrived, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they, and, they were all fake. Yeah, they were all fake. And that was the big deal. And the production value, in hindsight, was terrible. And it looked like it was shot with, like, a 2002 Nokia phone. And... Mike Lindell has decided to invest his money in this. Like, he literally makes a lot of money hawking these subpar pillows. And he's going to invest that into suing Dominion for $1.6 billion. That is the most arbitrary number. Yeah, I want to sue you for one point seven two five eight seven seven billion dollars well they want 1.3 from him so he might have just said I'll see your 1.3 I'll raise you 0.3 idiot poker <laughs> they, exactly. they won't win it from him well they might win something from him but he he literally has a snowball's chance in the hell of winning anything from them mm-hmm. like this man literally can't find his ass with both hands he's this this lost why? Did, Go ahead. I was going to say, did, you did see the um, thing where he was doing one of these shows and somebody called in and said they were Trump? Yes, and he like... <laughs> mm. His body language is amazing. If people like, can look it up. He leans over the phone and it's like he's a cowering servant about to be hit with a belt or something. It's like, oh, yes, yes, what is it that you wish? And then you know, somebody does a baba booey in his ear or something. Oh, and then he sits up straight, oh, they're trying to mess with us. See, that's what I'm talking about. They're getting into my phone. It's like, you fool. <laughs> he literally, I thought he was going to have his moment. I think Mike might need a cigarette and a towel. Because he literally, like, his whole <laughs> affect changed. Like, he leaned forward and he just had that, that, that longing to sit there and have to have Trump like explain to him what his role is and when the yep. when it wasn't to be mm-hmm. Mike just his whole mood changed like he became different changed. yeah he went from notice me senpai to furious <laughs> he <second>. was mad <laughs> he was so angry and he just he he looked like he had a little bit like he wanted to cry I think he was very disappointed. I think he thought, oh, I'm getting attention. And he didn't get the attention that he wanted. And and I'm sure that Mr. Trump uh, didn't like, you know, when he, when he hears about this and he's you know, going to look down his nose on Mike and he's going to get voted off The Apprentice now. As we take the pivot, we're going to have to mock Morrissey now. <laughs> now okay. Here's my thing. Okay. I was never a Morrissey fan. Like, it has never been my thing. It has never been my chosen music because I think life should be happier than that. Yeah. And this dude was just so... I can't even... Just navel-gazing and everything is bad. Everything is drab. I'm sure if you had to eat English food, no, but (laughs) his music was literally like the soundtrack of just, oh, just, I can't, it's like a malaise, like literally like his soundtrack, uh, here's one, his soundtrack 
of his entire music career is Wet Sock. <laughs> you ever have, like, walk yeah. in the kitchen with just socks on and spill, like, water on your... Mm-hmm. Sh- yes. That's or someone so- that's drops a- an ice cube that they never picked up and then you find it. Bottom of your foot. Mm-hmm. And it's like it ruins your moment. You're like, you're seriously, it just ruins my kind of, my time right now. You just kind of pissed me off. Mm-hmm. But, so... My mellow. Thank you. So We're going to talk he, Gen X. Let's talk Gen X. Yes. Like, he's apparently a little upset that uh, the Simpsons decided to make a hurtful and racist parody, in his words. Like, his manager was. Like, a parody episode. Now, before folks get a little sideways, we need to kind of discuss our man here, Stephen Patrick Morrissey. Mm-hmm. Now, people are like, oh, it's... It's just his his baritone voice. It's like watching paint dry. Black paint. Yes, dark. I'm like, dude, you're. I mean, to his credit, he's an animal rights advocate, and I can't. Yeah. I'm not going to ever knock that. But he's kind of a nativist. Mm-hmm. He sure is. And. That's the one thing that his fans forget. Like, oh, you know, he just, he was a sound of just our youth. Fuck, he was. No, he wasn't. He was a sound of, like, upset white kids. No, no. Yeah. I I do like, please, 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 let me get what I want. That's the song of of his voice. I really do like it's on my shortlist playlists and stuff. But other than that, eh. You know, it's just not my bag. And I do like like grunge and darker stuff. And, you know, like I, every now and then you do have to kind of just lay down in the middle of the room and, and play records. But, you know, if you want to feel something, Billie Holiday is right there. <laughs> you don't have to just listen to him whine. This man is known for being in the group The Smiths and mm-hmm. their most popular CD was Meat is Murder. Like, now, like I said, I'm okay with animal, animal rights activism, but let's keep it real. It's summer coming up. There's going to be a cow on the grill. Mm-hmm. Some fortunate member of the porcine family gave their all for these brats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for, you know, Morrissey to get upset about a cartoon that, apparently according to other people actually portrayed him was yeah. odd to me like why are you so weird about the fact that they pegged you correctly well he was fine a couple of years ago when he was endorsing far right candidates in Britain so he's good with publicity we know so maybe just when the publicity is out of his hands and people are pointing out something accurate he doesn't like that um, I did listen to the song they did everyone is horrid and it was delightful. I mean, it's it's true. It's one of those things that he embodies the person we all knew, be it in college or after college or before college, even in high school, that the person who thought that they could try to convince you into liking this Drek and <laughs> telling you that you didn't get it, the sound, because your ears weren't evolved enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, my eyes are evolving to see two dogs fucking on the road, but I'm not going to sit there and watch it. <laughs> you can you can watch it. You just have to put How Soon Is Now in the background to really get what's going on. <laughs> and it's just, it, it's one of those things, it's self-important. That's, that's what it is. It's self-important music. Now, one of our last topics is Jeopardy. You have a bunch of guest hosts. You have Anderson Cooper. You had Aaron Rodgers. I'm hoping LeVar Burton gets that permanent job because, honestly, after teaching a generation that reading is cool, Geordie mm-hmm. from Star Trek, Ron LaFleur, Kente, many roles. Yep. He'd be the perfect person to take up the mantle for Alex Trebek because he's an even-tempered person. And mm-hmm. seriously, I can't think of one person who has any kind of static for LeVar Burton. It's LeVar yeah. Burton, damn it. He, he's been in the public eye at least as long as I can remember. 
like when I was four or five and Roots was on, there he was. And he's been working ever since. And he's like the face of intellectual curiosity. I, I don't know who could be better. I understand that they wanted to go with someone younger to appeal to younger people. And it's like, it's Jeopardy. It's going to appeal to certain people no matter what. So get exactly. a host who's got integrity that you know you aren't going to have any problems with. He's not going to put problematic stuff up on Twitter. No. You know, he's a good man. He's got a good background. He doesn't have anything lurking in his past on social media like some of these other folks might. And people are all over themselves about Anderson Cooper. I only heard part of it tonight. I didn't get to watch. But it's like Anderson Cooper is not going to give up a gig at CNN to go and slum it hosting Jeopardy. There's just no way. You can want what you want, but it's not going to happen. And why, Anderson Cooper. You know, why wouldn't you want LeVar Burton? I mean, if you can get LeVar Burton, get LeVar Burton. You know? Exactly. You have Anderson Cooper, who still has those connections to Andy Cohen at the Bravo Network. And from what the books have said, what people who have worked there who have said, Andy Cohen is not the nicest person. He treats mm -hmm. people like garbage, and Anderson Cooper kind of sits there you know, as his friend, never really, never really checked him on it. And I just Anderson Cooper is, like I said, just like you said, he has a gig at uh, CNN. Don't ruin it. They wanted to have Joe Buck. I'm not sure if you follow <laughs> baseball or football, but I was watching Cal Ripken's um, 2001 All Star Homer just today, so just felt like putting that on and feeling a happy thing. So, yeah, I, and I heard Joe Buck, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to be the voice of baseball in my mind when I die. <laughs> Literally, I, I mean, I would rather be uh, – how do I say this? Circumcised with a rusty fishing knife than have to listen to Joe Buck on Jeopardy. It just it, – it's, it's such a bad fit. It's <laughs> so specific. It's a bad – like, he's a bad fit for every sport. Only yeah. if his last name were Bush or Trump would you ever see anybody who is this untalented uh, fail upward with nepotism. Nepotism. His he dad doesn't seem to understand what he's looking at. It's like, dude, I've been watching baseball as long as you've been covering. You've got to pick it up by now. His dad was a classic, classic commentator, uh, classic announcer, play-by-play -play guy for the St. Louis Cardinals, Jack Buck. Jack Buck, well-respected, cared people who didn't like the Cardinals, which was all, all, a whole lot of us. But mm -hmm. you would respect the man because he would give you your money's worth when he listened. His son, I mean, if spoiled mayonnaise were a person, His tone, his just delivery, it's smarmy. It's its North Carolina preacher at a retreat on the ocean when, no, not even a retreat, at a oceanside hotel who is your neighbor who likes to sit there and tell you about the good book but is leering at the waitress. That is Joe Buck smarmy. Like it, it makes you have to either want to shower or catch a penicillin shot because you're near this dude. <laughs> you you would definitely cover your drink, I think. Got to. And he's he's I'm, like the guy that insists he knows what he's talking about, and then if you ask him one question, he, he completely backtracks. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Well, I didn't mean that." And it's <laughs> it's the same for football. It's the same for baseball. Like. There are people who are fluent in so many languages. Mm -hmm. He is fluent in stupid. I mean, it is mind-numbing how he and Troy Aikman, who either is a combination of Jay-Z or Joe Camel, are <laughs> just the worst I live in Wisconsin, and they do the a lot of the Packer games. I'm not a Packer fan by a, by a mile, but Packer fans do have this one right. They despise these two. 
because all they <laughs> seem to do is talk about shit that is not happening in front of them. Like Aaron Rodgers be driving the, the team up and down the field, you know, scoring all these points, and then they want to talk about let's ha- you know let's go talk about the Tennessee Titans. There are people in Tennessee who don't want to talk about the goddamn Titans. <laughs> That's true. Like and they, Joe Buck is. Just sensory Novocaine. He dulls you. Joe Buck is Morrissey behind a sports mic. <laughs> sports Morrissey. <laughs> he is like. And they and they want him to host Jeopardy. Yes, like Meat Baby Murder, but his damn like play by play style is death. Good lord. <laughs> like just just stop with the nonsense, Joe. Joe is terrible. Like. I literally wish I had more thumbs. I give more thumbs down. It's that old, it's that old Chappelle show sketch. I just can't. And <laughs> it is the worst. Like Jeopardy is just completely. I can't imagine an overlap of Venn diagram of people who enjoy Joe Buck's commentary and Jeopardy fans. I can't imagine. You know. I, I don't people- think. People enjoying Joe Buck's time, like at all, except his family. <laughs> Even then, like, eh. Now, one of the things that we saw also saw was I mentioned this via social media that I think that crab legs are overrated. Now, mm-hmm. hear me out. Not, okay. Hear me out. Now, if you're in Maryland, who has the greatest seafood in the United States? True. Sorry, but they do. That's but. Right. But you have people who are like go out for like buckets of crab legs. I'm like, that's fine, but give me a crab cake. I mean, mm-hmm. crab cake. I'm right there. I'm right there for you. But, mm-hmm. but crab legs. It just it's a whole lot of work for a little effort. It's like, yeah. When we go on vacation anymore, usually what we'll do is we go to the beach in Delaware, and to get there we go through Annapolis and go across the Bay Bridge and and go that way. And my kids know that once we cross into Maryland, mom's eating nothing but crab cakes for the next week. So we have to go anywhere there's crab cakes so that I can get crab cakes. I got them in a sushi restaurant once and also sushi on the side. But it's just that I like crab and I like it in a crab cake. And I don't like a lot of breading. And I like like a nice remoulade sauce maybe, maybe a tartar sauce if that's what you have, maybe just plain but there is nothing like crab cakes in Maryland, and I will extend that into Delaware because they have the same sources and stuff. But it's it's just a little bit better in Maryland. I'm absolutely on board with this, and I never put ketchup on a crab cake. I was about to ask, see. Nope. See, you can tell this was about to be a thing because I was about to ask that <laughs> follow-up question. Like, please do not throw any sort nope. of. Yep. Don't throw any sort of uh, ketchup nonsense on a <laughs> skillfully craft, crafted crab cake. I was I was worried. Like I I was having palpitations. <laughs> I mean, I might have to go lay down on my pillow. We try we mix things up. We all work behind. There's a cabal of us working behind the scenes to keep you on your toes. I see that. Like there is a. <laughs> Strong ketchup contingent. <laughs> I mean, and you're—I mean, you're in—and you're in Pennsylvania. It's Heinz. Yeah, we call ourselves the Heinz Fifty Seven. See, <laughs> I like Heinz Fifty Seven sauce. I do on hot dogs. It's good. Mm-hmm. Just ketchup is just the worst. Like ketchup and yellow—we've been through this. Ketchup and yellow mustard. I'm sorry, I just can't. Mm-hmm. I, all I can tell you is when I was little, um, ketchup was the only seasoning we had in the house. We would occasionally also have salt, and we had a can of pepper that was rusted on the bottom with a 39-cent sticker on it that was older than I was, and my father was an A&P manager. It's not like we couldn't get pepper. She could grab some on the way out from work, but we never had spices or seasoning or anything. So if I wanted my food to have flavor, I had to put ketchup on it, and it took me into adulthood to break that habit. So I have a soft spot for my ketchup. That's fair. And now, I'll, I'll defend some ketchup stuff. 
Okay, that's fair. It's funny because when we joke about it, <laughs> like folks get like super, mm-hmm. super angry. They think that we're serious. They think that we are like. They think that I have a a like visceral, borderline, pugilistic <laughs> defense of being anti ketchup. It's just jokes. If you want to put ketchup on your food, go ahead. Doesn't make I'm, that doesn't stop me from mocking you. <laughs> But it's light mocking. It's not like there's some greater front, like, oh, my God, this person put ketchup on their food. I need to go and verbally assault them. But people get real defensive. I'm like, it's just mm-hmm. it's a joke. Well, just calm down. Eat your, eat your eggs with your ketchup on it and your mayonnaise sandwiches <laughs> and your room temperature milk and just calm the hell down. Well, now I'm hungry. <laughs> For ketchup. I'm hungry and nauseated at the same time. It's funny. It's it's like me at Olive Garden, and it just doesn't work that way. I just, I got to tell a quick Olive Garden story. So living in Sheboygan, it's always been, as long as I've been here, I've been here 17 years, as long as I've been here, people buy various thoughts, by various whatever, have always pined for an Olive Garden in this town. Mm. I'm like, you don't want Popeye's no Olive Garden because you, you know why, right? <laughs> I have a theory, but I don't want to mess up your story. You go ahead. The motherfucking breadsticks. <laughs> like, uh, that like, was close it, to what I was thinking. I should have thought of that. Like, they really can't go... Cut a slap off somebody's tire, throw that MF in a air fryer, and call it the same. <laughs> like literally, I've heard the breadsticks. Oh my god, they have amazing breadsticks that they could pull out the fridge and just throw them in a microwave themselves or an oven. It's not hard to make a breadstick. People are at, people straight up are thinking like this is filet mignon or this is like high eating. It's so Olive Garden. They weighed Olive Garden breadsticks against Popeye's biscuits, and the Popeye's biscuits were wanting. Seriously, like I, <laughs> as dry as Popeye's biscuits are, like oh yeah, I mean, like I said, Ben Shapiro would probably cheat on his wife with one, but it's Get the best of both worlds. Get those cheddar biscuits with the Old Bay seasoning in them from Red Lobster. And, and, you biscuit and you have some seasoning. See? See? There mm-hmm. you go. But no, it's just, but no, it's the breadsticks, and they're like, it's all you can eat salad. I. <laughs> all you want to eat is none. Exactly. Like, you eat it because either, either you feel like you have to because you need the roughage, or two, other people are watching and you don't want them to judge you. But eat that shit at home. That's all you can eat it. Like, we go to eat. Like, you don't really want to go and just dine out on salad when you're, you know. It's the folks who go to these places like, oh, I'll just have a giant salad. (laughs) Well, you can't get the hell out of here. You can't buy your salad in a bag at Aldi's anymore, so I guess you have to get your salad on the outside. Exactly. But people are like, oh, you know, it's just a salad and breadsticks. That, That was a great dinner. No. Unless there's a unless you cut the breadstick in half, roll it out, put one half on top, one half on the bottom, and throw a giant piece of dead animal in the middle, seared, cooked, please. There, a salad should go on on top of a burger. <laughs> salad is is the food my food eats. Exactly. Thank you. It is. It is not like, yes, you can have one every once in a while if you have a small one, but people with these giant, like, when they go out to eat, I want a giant salad. I want a giant garden salad. You can go hop your happy ass outside and go snack on some lawn clippings. It's the same thing. Save your 12 bucks. But if you can get a good dressing, that can turn your salad around. Like, I like a good wedge salad with some blue cheese dressing. You know, that that could be a meal. Maybe if you had soup with it. Now we're discussing if it's a meal or not. 
I mean, it leads to the same. It leads to the questions like, is a burrito a sandwich? There's an ongoing thing in Pennsylvania about whether a hot dog is a sandwich. People no. say that it is because it's meat between two pieces of bread, but then other people are like, no, because you can't turn it and eat it with the bread on the top and bottom. I'm torn. I'd say no because I think it's I think it's different because it's not a sandwich because of that fact that you can't eat it with the the top and bottom. You got to eat it from the mm-hmm. side. You have to keep you, one side enclosed to keep the hot dog in. Because if you eat it like from the top and bottom, that, I mean, that would be weird. I, I bet mean, you that's how Ted Cruz eats hot dogs. <laughs> I think we've tapped into something. I think Ted Cruz eats hot dogs like he's angry. <laughs> <laughs> he has a grudge against that hot dog. God damn it! <laughs> he's going to show that wiener who's boss. I'm sure that's not the first time he's probably said that to himself. <laughs> I bet he's saying it to himself right now. Mm-hmm. Chances are good. <laughs> Old Fled Cruz. Um, <laughs> now, before we hop out of here, can you tell people where they can interact with you on social media? Sure. If they feel brave and bold and want to talk about ketchup. Um, Twitter is the best place to get me, and my handle is Edenza, E-D-E-N-Z-A. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever. Stephanie Lynn, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. This has been another episode of the Black Tuesday Podcast. Be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. Hey, Ted, switch hands. Good night.